You're listening to the Geekscape Network. If you could just get your elbows off the table, oh I think we'd be good to go. and welcome to another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 170. Let's hurry this up so I can get some Spider-Man in before bed. Uh, that's right, it's a new week and we are back with a new episode. Um, as always, I will be your host, Derek, and uh, just to my left I've got my friend Michaela. Hello. Uh, we've also got Courtney with us. How are you doing? Good. We're like, get Spider-Man. Ooh. Hey-o. Do you have a Spider-Man blanket? <laughs> Let's put it on the wall. No, that's just for like Take down the John Cena. John Cena, the Spider-Man. John Cena blank is Spider-Man. not a. Spider-Man. That's only for WrestleMania. Oh, uh, it's Spider-Man season. <laughs> uh, um, and we've also got Jake. How are you doing this week, Jake? I'm wondering when Michaela got downgraded to friend. Mm. Yeah, you picked up on that too. I, I did. Yep. I that as soon as I said it. it. My friend and confidant and life partner, Michaela, but not wife. I'm just gonna leave right now. <laughs> I, I understand the uh, what's that called? The underneath, the underbelly. Your words, yeah. Uh, and we've also got after a <laughs> short break, my other friend Josh Jackson. How are you doing, oh, Josh? So I'm on the hey, same good. How are you guys doing? How was Pax? It was really good. Pax, I missed you though. You we did. Come. Yeah, Pax was good. Pax was really good. Um, yeah. I'll, ma- yeah. I'll try to make it one year that I'm not at, like, a bunch of wrestling events and draining all my money. Yeah. So that's but another... I feel like there's, like, literally in L.A., there's just so much stuff all the time, though. Yeah. But there's not us all the time. I, I mean, I'm there once that's, in a while. That's true. Like, we just have brush fires and the fear of earthquakes. <laughs> we have fires up here, too. And, and the fear of earthquakes. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys had that really bad fire, like, in the Seattle area, right? Uh, the whole blo- There was, like, 500 <laughs> forest fires at once fire. in British Columbia. <laughs> they declared a state of emergency and it was nothing like the video game it was oh. really hard to breathe in all the areas yeah. yeah well you don't need all those trees anyway i guess um... <laughs> it just makes room for more expensive condos and you're not wrong i think i wonder if it was i think forest fires were an inside job Shit. i mean Except you know lives in those areas not yet, yet. that's true now you, have, now you have room for we a city there to live here uh, anyway, speaking of packs, uh, we, uh, we, as in the four of us, so the four people on this podcast that aren't Josh Jackson, uh, we spent the last weekend over at PAX West. Uh, we played a lot of games and recorded a lot of podcasts. Um, so there's about six, almost six hours worth of impressions and nonsensical, uh, communication between the four of us, um, cause it was late at night. Uh, so and, um, but yeah, I think we got some good, good impressions in there. We played a lot of really cool games. Uh, we a lot also, of variety, hey? uh, there was a lot of variety. I think we all We're kind all of, different stuff. some of us have similar tastes, but I feel like we gravitated towards different items while we were there. So that was pretty cool. Um, we also, a couple days ago, post published a little round table. So each of us listed our top three games that we had played at the convention. Um, I mean, just to kick things off, I'd love to hear a little bit about each person's favorite game of PAX now that we're a week out. Um, yeah. What did, what did you guys like the most? Why don't you start, Michaela? My friend, Michaela, don't get mad at me later. <laughs> I'm getting mad at you now. <laughs> Good thing you got that. <laughs> um, for Derek, Shoddy not the for Casper. me. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, 
My favorite game? Man, that is such a tough choice. I feel like I want to say Greece because it is just so flippin' beautiful. Um, and, like, that is the game that I felt most drawn to throughout the experience. That being said, I got to play it for about a minute and a half before I couldn't do it, and there was, like, 40 people watching me, so I got the guy beside me to do it for me. But then I still got to watch it. Um, but, yeah, I just, like, cannot wait until I can get that in my house and just sit in front of it for 10 hours and make it, you know, like an hour through the game. That would be great. So I think I think I'm going to pick that as my highlight. Although I also, there was like this coffee fighting game mm. that I stumbled upon on the last day. And there's this like random goose game that I didn't get uh, to play. The Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. And mm. it's made by the same, or published by the same people who published Firewatch. Um, so now I just want to play Firewatch because respect. <clears throat> that and... game looked hilarious because it was just you are a goose and you just go like fuck people up. Yeah, yeah, but you have like goals and yeah. stuff to fuck people up. Yeah, and you're just like this crazy goose. Looks, up. anyways. As whatever. opposed to a normal goose. Yeah, I mean I'm sure normal geese don't have I goals think I got, to like steal. There's like there's like goose on the roof of the mall that I work in and it chases me sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes it blocks the doors and tries to get in the mall. Is no, that I mean, Canadian geese? Yeah. Are there non-Canadian geese? Yeah, like white geese that are, are like... Are there non-Canadian geese? You think well, all I just, That's is, our stinger right there. I just don't... That's like, racist. I just always thought every goose was from Canada. What do you think <laughs> the white ones are? I don't know. There's. I didn't know there's white geese. In, like, Friends? They have a duck? In Friends, the oh, show no, Friends? Oh, duck? It was the Doug. Don't watch that it. shit. They're definitely, no, they're definitely not in Canada. <laughs> well, now it makes sense because why wouldn't they just call them if they were only here? Like, why would they be specific to the Canadian? Don't ones? Canadian geese go to not Canada too, <laughs> or is it like a border to, thing for them? Do they have passports no, and like a live... border border officials? Do you think all birds have to have that? Mm, I don't know. Y'all, I don't, I don't think we know enough about birds. Is the is the no, geese you play as the same as from Fatal Fury? I hope so. That'd be so cool. They can clear so all help. this up. Are geese a marine bird? Do you know about geese? What? That doesn't make any sense Have to me. I've never seen. They're always on five between far south of Oregon. They go all the way to Alaska. They're mean as fuck. Aren't they like in Ontario and stuff too? I feel like I've never sounded less intelligent than I have on this episode. Yep, I'm glad we're recording. Yeah, there's anyway, and it started when it started with the friend comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hear about it later. Don't worry. <clears throat> and for many days to come until I forget to razz you about it. Anyways, <laughs> I'm excited for lots of things from PAX. That's the yeah. one that is every standard. game you were like, I we need to buy that. Yeah, yeah, like literally every game. I was like. I just, like, potentially paid so much money to be at this convention, and now it was just so they could advertise to me so that I want to spend so much money to buy all of these other mm -hmm. games. Yeah, it's a convention for you. Yeah. Who knew? Who Jake, knew it was just, literally like, a everyone. convention? <laughs> uh, Jake, what was your favorite game of PAX? Um, if you look at my top three, it would probably be Rage, but the more that I look at it, the more I'm interested in The Messenger. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. Like, it's like Ninja Gaiden, but, you know, newer, and it's got colors. Wow, um, colors. Yeah. Um, but it's a very pretty-looking side-scroller. Uh, it's made by a Canadian company, so that's really cool. I feel like Devolver really 
brought their A game this year. Man, Devolver killed it. They killed always kill it. it. And I got a loot box coin. You did. Oh, man, yeah. So did I. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. I yeah. So they had this. Uh, <clears throat> they had this like iPad or tablet set up, um, and you could because loot box coin was their big thing at E3 this year. So they have the funniest, um, like the the most hilarious e3 presentations where they're just totally ridiculous and um there's like swearing and blood and people dying and blah 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 um but this year they were it was talking about like the future's future's future and everyone loves loot boxes and cryptocurrency so they mashed them together into loot box coin and they actually published they there was actually a, a, a purchasable loot box coin on the devolver website um after e3 and i think it started for this thing um, and they said they fluctuated the price up and down slightly, like regular cryptocurrency, um, nicer than the ones we got, but nice loot box coins as well. Tablet, and it would give you your current market value on loot box coin. And uh, uh, Jake, and, Jake and Courtney had seen much higher numbers, and then I pressed pressed it, and it was like three dollars. And I was gonna buy one, but then I couldn't find the credit card that we were using, and then so she just gave it to me. <laughs> uh, and then she passed them out. She gave Jake, you got one as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so did Courtney. Oh, I didn't because I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Even though Devolver was my favorite E3 presentation, yeah. I was just like so not in on what was going on and was so confused. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I fucked up so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So thank you for the loot box coin, Devolver Digital. Shouts. Um, Do I need to disclose yeah. that uh, they gave me stuff? Before I say that I like their games, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I, I don't think I think that was unrelated. It was unrelated. Oh, that's fair. Uh, you're like, well, I did like th- I did like this rage game until Devolver gave me some stuff, and now I like the messenger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rage was pretty awesome too, though. I think if we rage were given was... things in return for doing a review that was supposed to like sort of favorable to us, magically getting sometimes. <laughs> Thank, well, thank goodness I couldn't find be. my credit card. Yeah. Uh, have you picked up the messenger then yet, Jake? Because it's out now. It launched yeah. while we were at PAX. I know. I saw it, and I wanted to buy it, and now I'm poor because I bought a bunch of stuff at PAX. So uh, you got so some cool shirts, yet. though. Yep. And a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. You went hard. It was great. Yeah. I love your metal dice. Yeah, those yeah. are cool. Die. Yeah. Dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got some uh, dice. Die. Okay. No. Yeah. Dice. Oh. Go yes. on. <laughs> oh, I was just going to uh, explain. I got a set of metal Battletech-themed dice from the Catalyst Game Labs booth, um, and they're super, like, satisfying to roll because they're just these this bright, like, anodized aluminum heavy dice, and they're just great. You just love rolling oh. them dice. All day, every day. All day. Uh, on that note, Courtney, what was your favorite game of PAX? Um, Dauntless. To- it- like, Dauntless looked um- <laughs> Okay, first. Gorgeous. It's got uh, an art style that kind of reminds me of Torchlight 2, um, but that's kind of like chiseled looking. But I really liked the boss that we fought, which I forgot what it was called, but it being an owl bear thing. And it reminded me a lot of Monster Hunter. If Monster Hunter shots fire, I'm in. That's, I mean, that's it. I'm in. I've had this argument with someone already. They were like, "It's not that Monster Monster Hunter sucks." It's wow, whatever. It sucks. So um, what's what? Monster Hunter. No. Yeah, I haven't taken Monster Hunter. Because if you make Hunter the wrong choice, you can... No, this is die. And again, I, when I read and was respectful that, it's not that it's a bad game. It's Game of the Year 2018. It's not, Ooh. though. Um, yeah, but Dauntless <laughs> was a lot of fun. Just wait till our end of the year round table. Dauntless <laughs> was a lot of fun. Um, we got to take at class slash we a lot of fun. Play, which you know I love. I don't like finally. 
home as of like half an hour ago. I'm going to go download it. The, the real question is, it will it run screen. on your computer? Yeah. I think so. It will be happening to poor computer soon because um, that ten, uh, 28 should drop. Should have dropped already, hasn't it? So I can uh, I can maybe afford to get It's time. It's definitely time. It's been like eight uh, years. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> Uh, and have you, uh, or, sorry, did they mention it all? Because Michaela won't let us build a PC even though she was like, I want an Oculus Rift because Stormland like looks so everything good. everything that we can't afford is Michaela's fault somehow. Michaela won't let us, so. How about you stop by Did they talk about. Long. You can't let friends push you around like that. That's true. Friends <laughs> do not get to have that much oh, control. Oh, this is never going to end. It's not. Nope. This is the rest of my life. Um, but what were you um, did they mention like are there plans on a console version of this at all or does it is it looking to remain strictly PC because I love the look of it I would love to play it I do not have a PC that could uh, uh, I'm on their Twitter and they confirmed in June that they are confirmed coming to console generically Shit, nice Ooh. that's great for free I don't know it just says we are confirmed coming to console that's wow. cool but if Bless Unleashed comes out first, oh, that's the dryer, guys. That's the dryer. Just so you know, our towels are dry. I didn't hear it. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. I'm into that. It's a good game. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, you can four Ooh, and I bet there'll be cross-platform between it, everything but PS4, and that'll be cool. Likely. Mm -hmm. uh, monetization is just cosmetics, which is nice. Mm. Shit. That's really neat. Yep. Uh, Michaela loves cosmetics. I do. You're That's why we can't afford things. a gaming PC is because of, like, you're just buying yeah. Sorry, but... friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that, is, that was everything for you for Dauntless? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. So, Josh, did you have a favorite game of PAX? Um, my favorite part of PAX was listening to you guys talk about your favorite games from PAX. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. Thanks, friend. Nice. Uh, for myself. Oh, Josh is on the same. No, I said friend. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was trying to keep it professional wow. for the podcast, wow. and then it's Standard very not. It's, yeah. Now it's very yeah. the opposite because, of that. Because if nothing else, we're professional here at the Geekscape Games podcast. <laughs> I mean, every journey starts with a single step, and uh, you did not take that step tonight. No, I mean I did, and then it fell apart. So yeah. uh, then the ground below me crumbled, and I fell to the center of the earth. Is that a reference that? I just oh, okay. don't know. Uh, for myself. That reminds yeah, me on the news yesterday, there was a woman who fell through a ceiling. Like, she was a homeless woman sleeping in the ceiling of a building, and she fell through it. <laughs> oh, shit. Awesome. That's how I feel right now. That sucks. Like, in, like, in a crowded restaurant. It was pretty Oh, funny. shit. Oh. Well, um, so for myself, favorite game of PAX. Uh, and again, you can read about all of our favorite games in the PAX Top 3 write-up uh, on Geekscape.net currently. Um, my favorite game of PAX would have to be Artifact, and it's super interesting to me. I, I wrote a big article about it and about my experience with it. Um, I went into PAX very excited to try out a Richard Garfield-designed card game called Keyforge, and without PAX on my radar at all. Uh, sorry, without Artifact on my radar at all. And uh, it had this massive booth, and like it just kept catching my eye, and I kept staring at it as I'm like walking through, and... and uh, Eventually, I, I went up to one of the employees and asked if they could tell me a little bit about the mechanics. It looked pretty different than a lot of the card games I've experienced in the past. Um, and then they set me up with a time to play, and uh, I fucking loved it. So it it very much, like, it's been a few years since I've really played a card game. Like, I, I played Magic fairly regularly, yet fairly casually, probably seven or eight years ago is the last time I, like, really, really played it. 
tell us about Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and played in elementary school, of course, Pokemon, as everyone did when it came out. Um, I jumped into Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, played Yu-Gi-Oh for a couple of years and actually retired undefeated in my town of 18,000 people, which remains the biggest accomplishment of my entire life. Um, but, Sorry, Michaela. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, I'm just a friend. <laughs> but, I mean, you were like... <laughs> You're like, I'm too good for Yu-Gi-Oh now. I gotta move on to Magic. Cause well, Magic was like more of an adult game, and uh, I was like 13. You just so. couldn't beat anyone, so I mean, you were just beating right? everyone. It so got, you were it's like, like Mar- it was guys. like playing Mario Kart. I gotta play with 19. It was like playing Mario Kart with you. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, they, it, it's beautiful. It's very different. It plays across like it plays across three lanes sort of like dota the game is based on and so it's kind of like you have three mini matches going on at once um but playing from the same hand of cards um and everything like that and so you kind of have to be strategic into what as to which lanes you're playing what um the goal of each match is to like like rather than just straight up hit points uh each lane has a tower um for you and your opponent and your goal to win the overall match is to destroy two of your opponent's towers, or you can destroy the same tower twice. Um, although the second time, it has twice as much uh, hit points. So, um, But it seemed really, really cool. Their, their setup was really cool. It, they basically had... They actually had a like an artifact or a Valve employee like sitting with you, talking you through the first match um, that you played, which was against an AI opponent. And then following that, uh, then you would go matchmaking. And, and this was the first place it was publicly playable. So you were only matchmaking with people that were in the room. Um, if you won, you went, you moved on. And if you won, I th- can't remember if it was four or five matches, but then you'd enter like a bigger tournament that was ongoing and you would get entered to win like prizes, like bigger prizes and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it was very like... I haven't felt that excited by a card game, I think, in like since I used to play those games. Like it definitely like my first match against a real person was like half the match was me trying to figure out what the mechanics actually were because the last match the employee just kinda told me what to do, um, without <laughs> explaining it that much. Um, and then once that kinda clicked, it was very much me like trying to catch up to my opponent, first of all, because at that point by that point I was losing pretty badly. Um but then I actually ended up winning by, like, had it gone back to him, had he had one more turn, he would have won. But I drew just well enough, and I and I had just what, just a good enough setup that I was able to take him out. And uh, it felt super fucking cool. Um, then the opposite happened, and I lost my, like, I lost the second match with, like, one turn to go until I won. But it seemed super cool. And it's really, like, there's no free-to-play element to this game. When it comes out on November 28th, you buy it. It's $20 U.S., um, it will start on Mac, uh, Mac OS, Windows, and Linux, and then iPad and Android versions will follow in 2019. Um, but you buy it for 20 bucks. That includes two kind of starter decks uh, and 10 packs of boosters, um, 10, 10 booster packs rather, and then uh, additional booster packs. They they sell for two dollars a pop. It'll have full Steam Marketplace support, so you'll be able to sell cards, you'll be able to trade cards, and everything like that. So it is very much this like inexpensive. Phys- but like like way less way less expensive than physical card games. But it's like this inexpensive 
basically physical model that you're doing over the web instead. And uh, I think it sounds pretty solid. Um, they've kind of noted through interviews and stuff that they're very much trying to avoid it being pay to win and their strategies for that remain to be seen. Um, and that's kind of why I fell out of magic. It was like, unless I was playing with my friends, um, you know, if I would go to a Friday night magic or whatever, it just felt very much like, Oh, I paid more money than you. So I win type thing. And they're trying to avoid that here, which I really appreciate. But wait, did you go to the things where you like go to a physical space sometimes, in yeah. like a game store yeah. or something and sometimes. then they have all these tables set up and you do the game? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, wow. You're, but I, uh, you're getting married to a big fat nerd. <laughs> you should see the uh, fallout shelf I just set up. Oh, there's nerdiness <laughs> happening in our house right now. It's okay. It's okay. Do you have a fallout blanket to save y'all? Next time. I wonder if there's fallout blankets. You should get a fallout blanket. You love blankets. You love a blanket you that blankets. is on Cena right now. <laughs> um, anyways, that was PAX for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Jake, why don't you start? Uh, I played a bunch of stuff at PAX, like Rage 2, um, and that's about it. Um, that's a lie, I can see the list. You have notes here <laughs> about Duel, and I played a game with you. I don't you. know anything about this game. I guess but... Mario and Rabbids just doesn't exist. No. Um, so I've had house guests and PAX stuff for the past week and a half-ish, so I haven't really had a lot of actual game time. Uh, I did get some Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom battle time in on my trip down to Seattle. Uh, I put 40 minutes in or so. I think I talked about it on our first uh, PAX episode. Um, I think you might have, yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. I feel like I can put like 20 minutes in and not feel like I can't put it down. Uh, mm -hmm. I have that problem with stuff like Zelda and Mario Odyssey and other games on the Switch where like there's a lot of stuff going on and I feel like if I put it down I'm going to forget about it or what have you. Um, but Mario Rabbids has this nice like stage progression and, and very short um, combat encounters, uh, and they're not tied together with really heavy story elements, so I don't feel like mm -hmm. I'm missing out if I put it down for, for a month. Um, there's, there's like an overall story, though, right? Like there, it has yeah, like a campaign yeah, yeah. that's story-based, yeah. Yeah, it's got a plot, and, um, yeah. and, you, and you work through it and whatnot, but um, it definitely, I feel like it takes a backseat um, to the, the game mechanics, which is nice. Uh -huh. uh, so I, I played through like the beginning of the game straight up through the first world, um, and it's it's really easy to learn. I think it's going to be difficult to tester. Uh, looks like there's quite a few more characters I have to weapons for all of those characters. Um, it's a tactics game, so apparently that's like my jam. That is your jam, from what I've been told. When I think um, of Jake, I think of tactics. It shouldn't. RTS. Um, when I think of Jake, I think of rolling the dice. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so I, I put a little bit of time into that, um, played a whole lot of packs, uh, I got some Ace Combat time, I got some Metal Wolf Chaos time, um, I think those were, were the only two that I played that I haven't splurged about too much already on the podcast, um, and uh, when I was hanging out with Courtney this last weekend, we played a very cute mobile game called Dual Otters, but I'll let her talk about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us about that? Oh, I'll just... So dual orders I found late one night when I was I was when I was waiting for you guys to show up. I was scrolling through my Android app store trying to saw that one. Like, oh, it's cute, and I downloaded. It. Thought you had to have it on two phones. Turns out you need it on one co-op. Um, so and so what happens? One order on one half of this, and one person's an order on the other half of this. Share the two, like, uh, and compete against each other on all these little minis they have. And there's one that was air hockey, and one where you're trying to fling bombs back and forth at each other. 
and what was the other one? Uh, you had to guess rocket shapes and then launch them at. There is very um. Yeah, it's very Mario Party esque. It was fun. That sounds cool. super fun. Uh, yeah, so it was really fun. I think we played what to come at one. Um, my phone's perfect for it because I had that giant uh, Ultra, so it's an awesome, perfect. Um, so yeah, so that's what Dual Otters is. Uh, it's a good time waster or something with kid if you kid around. Um, I also downloaded Clobber that night, you guys, which is just a gotcha, virtual gotcha pond machine. Amazing. So you just, you have a claw and pull up this claw and open them and you get different little <clears throat> animals that you coin. Be dumb, but it's so what you're telling me is that the cinematic excellence that was Detroit Become Human didn't do it for you. But a virtual claw game, yep. you can't put down. Nope. I mean, the virtual that's, claw that's game. You, I just want to make sure that that's what you're telling me. Yeah, the there's virtual no claw game on the 3DS was so popular that it's in the new Smash Brothers. So Clobber. no way. Sounds that's like Courtney's amazing. on the right side of the argument Clobber here. <laughs> Have you? I mean, Gotcha machines are very popular, you know. And I love hey. small cute. So uh, I mean, hey, at the next PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, Connor is definitely going to be a contender in there. So. Okay, then I can smash or, his face. Or his special move is just different ways of dying repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like his level one would be oh. a car running him over and it plows through anyone else in the pathway. Well, <laughs> spoilers, right? <laughs> but it's only a spoiler if you suck. It's true. Ooh. Or um, if you make the choice. Uh, <laughs> you should just. I also got this. What, is that with a C or with a K? I like, don't is it know. a knockoff? You know, or? I'm not sure how to spell it. It's fine. I just, it's the Mario I played by myself. It was fun. fun. I did well. Yeah. I won first. So good. Okay. Yep. Probably. Oh my god, but we should so try. We totally should. <laughs> I think I'm I, was, in. I yeah. only played like a couple. Um, And then with Miller, and it was great. And I have a new who doesn't punch. Um, stab and sh- and then uh, my new favorite is Skyrim on a left. Tell me about that, cause that super interests me, and that just came out in Canada, and I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Okay, do you, you do have it right an now. Alexa? I don't know. Yeah. Jake did, and I was so I was um... cooking. I was cooking dinner and yelling at Alexa the entire. You get choices. <laughs> so what it does is it. It, it was it, awful. It makes no. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> I did. I thought for, you hated choices. I did it for hours. No, I don't mind choices. I just like okay. Days. So I did want to circle back, a little, but I couldn't. It wasn't an option. It was so happy. So I would but like. Skyrim okay. So I would like go in the kitchen and I'd, I'd like start doing dishes or something, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, Alexa, Skyrim, and circle back and try I'm the fucking double key. That's cool. Let's that's cool. This. That's how it opens. Yeah. So. Um, you just like pretending to swing a sword and shit in the kitchen. Yep. So I mean, it was no, actually I was a knife. Working. <laughs> Did I, I might um... It's fine. No one got cut. Um, no, so she'll set you an option. Go crossroads. They offer a magic shout or weapon. And that's all you can. You can't use a specific spell or shout or anything so like you, that. So you don't have to, like, you don't have to actually do the shouts or memorize the shouts? Nope. You just go shout, and it shouts you, and it tells you what happens. You make your next decision. You can that sounds have it. fucking so cool. It was so much fun. You could have her, and then, like, if you're worried, like, huh, I've been getting hit a lot, and I haven't had any health. Post- How much health do I have? She'll tell you. Um, and um, I think that was my thing that I played post-packs. That sounds so cool. I, I so really want to play that. So, it's, I mean, it kind of sounds like... It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. It is. Well, well it's and like, isn't it like, kind of like D&D? Like, don't you choose... Like, yeah. you walk up to a thing, and then your DM is like, blah, blah, this is happening, and then you have to, like, make choices yeah. and do shit. Yep. So basically, you're just playing the Skyrim version of D&D, or of D&D video- and Alexa is your DM. So all video games dice roll. So it's Alexa, uh-huh. she does this in half. Not and dead. you're like, yay! Um, and it's a, and and there's like a like there's an actual does it talk you through like an actual plot as well? 
sort of. Like, uh, as far as I can tell, like, just kind of some random and leveling up. So she'll tell you, okay. like, you start when you start, you only have food, you don't have the Roda. So you have to use your shout yeah. more to get more shout. And then at one point, I got Yol, so I could start to breathe fire with my shout. Um, but again, like, you couldn't control, like, if I wanted... I could tell I was being annoying, yelling, weapon, all the time, and didn't want to start yelling, like, Fuzz Rota, and really start annoying. So, <laughs> I mean, that would have been okay. Was there more than Jake around when you were doing this? No. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> the window was open. I mean, Jake there are, can suck there it are up. people He's upstairs. Fine. There are people upstairs <laughs> napping, no. It's fine. it's fine. But no, I think the period... Oh, and I put... As is tradition. And did Jake just pout in the corner and was like, I'm not playing this game. I didn't do that. I said Jake. Yeah, I didn't but pout. you looked I at me and like, ah, oh, that's what I did. <laughs> Jake sat out. He didn't even play. He didn't, didn't, that's he what didn't I said. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fine. Oh. I guess. At my own birthday dinner. <laughs> oh, you were the one. It's who always. Asked I feel like it's always the person whose party it is that has the least fun. I mean, yeah. he made the choice to not play the game. That also, was up to him. Also, you brought the. I wasn't. I hadn't even thought about the asking. <laughs> I made a huge mistake. I'm a goldfish. <laughs> Literally. What? What about Life is Strange? Oh yeah. Um, yeah tell us about let's Life talk is about how much you hated Life is Strange so and how games. we're not friends anymore because of it. So I think part of it is a bad point forever, but also English class. Did you make it that far? I'm pretty sure you just like booted it up and sat through the intro cinematic. No, 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 no. I, I did that. No, because you go to the beginning, you have to walk up to the lighthouse, and you wake up in your photography class, English class, something Did like you walk that. through the hallway when it's got that great song, and no. it's like got the super good soundtrack? That's like the beginning. No, it got... I think you got to give it more of a chance. I think so, too, but I think I want to try it on a chance. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Or um, PC. Or a PC. Yeah, that's the thing. But yep. I, I started it because I thought... Because I've downloaded, I've had it since I bought my, um, got my, um, and was like, I should probably put, and then I played it. It's for okay, a bit. I still feel like that. And then I played it for a bit and was like, I'm gonna put this down because I want to. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and like it on a different platform. So to be continued. To be continued, I will do it. Episode one is free on Steam, so so you could play it for free on Steam. Perfect. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> no problem. Anytime. <laughs> um, Josh, I want to hear about this Booterman. Oh, Spoderman? No, that was just Spider-Man. Oh. It's just wah, the meme wah. version. Don't you know the meme? No, really? is that a thing? Yeah. Man, the internet, I'm so fucking old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kids mm-hmm. call this internet. Twit that and cloud this. And your crippling is, depression. What is the cloud? The cloud is that thing that Nintendo doesn't know how to <laughs> use yet. Ooh. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Forever. But yeah. Um, we'll talk about that later forever. Yeah, it's pathetic. Anyway, um, <laughs> I played a little bit of Spider-Man. I beat up the Kingpin. Is I that like the re- intro? Is that the intro? Yeah. It's so cool, though. The fighting scenes are so cool. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, too, because I looked up like what people were saying about it, and it started the same debate that always pops up whenever the Kingpin's in some kind of a prominent thing where everyone's like, how is he so strong? It doesn't make sense. He's just a regular guy. But I had fun with it. <laughs> How does... I mean, it's about a guy who shoots webs and can climb walls and is really strong. Yeah, but he has a reason for it because he got bit by a spider, whereas the kingpin is just a regular <laughs> dude who got abused by his mom or something. Is he just a regular dude? Who knows? Not me, that's for sure. Maybe there's but a secret origin story we don't from, know about. He, he's apparently, you know, he apparently has so much muscle that he just looks fat. 
That's legit. Ah, that's a lot kids. of muscle. That is a lot of muscle. So yeah, and uh, yeah, it was basically just from working out a lot because he was sad that his mom beat him. Mm. I wish I worked for me, <laughs> but I mean, but I would have to have my mom beat me first, so I guess that's part of the problem. Yep, hundred percent. That's the problem. Oh, no. I'm sure we could find a mom to beat you if that's the, like, <laughs> barrier to your fitness. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Like, earlier when I was in school, like, I wasn't having a good time. So I went to go have, like, a chili dog, a chili chili fries, a chili burger, and two milkshakes. All at the same so. time? Okay, so yeah, like, that's, that's a lot of chili. Tommy burger? Oh my God. No, it was wiener schnitzel. Oh. Did you have the weirdest farts after that? No. I, I actually, I actually think, I actually think my intestines stopped working after that. Like, it just, it just shut down. And I'm on borrowed time now. <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't really get too far in Spider-Man. It was, I got to the part where you like snoop around uh, Otto's lab because you messed up and ruined his life by being late to his demonstration. Oh, I didn't know that Otto was in this game. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's I like, think that was in like trailers and stuff, so I do not think that's a spoiler. Who's yeah, Doctor Octopus? One day. Oh, uh, spoilers! I didn't know he was Doctor Octopus. What the hell? <laughs> Isn't that in the comic books? I mean, yeah, Spider-Man I, I was, is based on the comic books. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering spoiler. why. I was wondering why he was wearing robot arms. I was like, what? Like, he looks. <laughs> Wait, are you ser- are you being serious his, right now? I was like, they said his name's Otto, but I thought he, but he looks like Doctor Octopus. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, maybe they'll reveal this at the end, and now it's ruined for me. No, but this is like Arkham Knight all over again. I, I oh, know. Like, I never saw that. I never saw it coming. Nope, not once. But, um, aside from that, I played more Bang Dream. That's pretty much all I play. I'm I'm thinking that's gonna end up being my game of the year. Bang like, Bang Dream is God of War and Spider Man can't touch this game, and I doubt Smash Brothers will. <laughs> what the like, fuck? Yeah, I mean. What's that Bang Dream? I mean, your game of the year is Clobber. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. My game of the year. <laughs> is definitely God of War because everything is about that boy. I mean, when you compare God of War to Bang Dream, it's like I never wanted to strangle anybody in Bang Dream like I wanted to strangle Atreus. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there were people I wanted to strangle in Bang Dream, but in a different way. <laughs> oh my so, god. So, <laughs> wow. But the, yes. but the most recent event just ended, and I finally got Megan to play it, so... I've been helping her level grind by playing our like by playing a five-person game, but with only the two of us, so our score is always really pathetic because they still oh, rate geez. you on a five-person game. But oh, you've got to find more people, Michaela. I'm in. I'll I'll you know. do it for the team. Yeah, you don't even need sound. It'll, it'll work out. It'll work itself. Okay. <laughs> just, I'm not very. Just it's already rating out of five, so just get any points. Also, get one I, point. I'm I can't also thinking about quitting. Anything. I'm thinking about quitting my job and quitting school too because. Because of school and work, I couldn't go to the Bang Dream movie this weekend. And I think that sounds like a great choice. That you didn't go to? Yeah, because I had to go to work, and I'm like, I'm what the fuck? I should have, I should have sold my all-in tickets and just used that money to support myself after I quit my job for a week, so I could go see this movie. I mean, you probably should have just called in sick because it was one movie. No, but I called in sick when I came back from all-in. They were kind of mad at me. Maybe you like you probably could could have sold the tickets for twenty times what they were worth instead of the ten times what they were worth that you paid for them. Yeah, and then I could have seen the Bang Dream movie twice. And then the <laughs> next bang, now the next Bang Dream movie is playing this upcoming Saturday. And you gotta go to it. What was that? You gotta go. I can't. I gotta work. It sucks. But it's the job. most loved thing. 
I know, but in order to pay for Bang Dream movies, I have to work. But yeah, when I work, what a I can't conundrum. go to Bang Dream movies. What a conundrum. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. And then, that's funny, too, if I ever heard one. Right? That's the worst choice I've ever heard anyone having to make. And, they even and he can't re- go back and remake that choice. He'll never know what happened in that first it's movie. Like I know. All over again. If, if only I could be a teenage girl, I could rewind time and yeah. weigh both options. <laughs> but, um, and then la- last, I got to play a lot of one of my most anticipated games of the year while I was on the plane to Chicago, which was my, uh, my advanced copy of SNK Heroines. Uh, what's the fucking game called? I'm sitting right next to it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy, and it sucks. It's fucking terrible. Oh, <laughs> it's one no. of the worst games I've played all year, and it's so sad. Oh. Because one of my favorite... No, not even one of... Probably my favorite video game characters in all the video games is the main character. First time she's been a main character in a game since, like, 1999. And it's terrible. And I don't want to play it anymore, and it's sad. Oh. The only thing that makes me happy is I bought the collector's edition anyway, even though I got a free copy. And the collector's edition, like, the contents of the collector's edition itself are amazing. Just the game sucks. You think that's why they made the collector's edition so good? Is because they felt bad for anyone that paid for it? Maybe. I Do mean, I got... Do you think people who make sucky games know that their game is sucky? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's really? weird because... <laughs> like, it's weird because it's a, it's a... If anyone's unfamiliar with it, it's a fighting game that's based off of King of Fighters. It's a loose sequel to a Gal Fighters, which is like an all-female... King of Fighters spinoff on the Neo Geo Pocket Color years and years ago. I had ago. that game. You, oh, yeah, I, I think we talked it about somewhere. it before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, recently, I don't know if you guys follow fighting games a lot, but recently a lot of games have been becoming, like, more and more simplified to try to attract, like, a wider audience. People which Michaela's. Michaela. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm, I'm all for is within limits. So, like, Dragon Ball was, like, really easy. And then the Blaze Blue cross-tag battle that came out earlier this year was very very like easy to just kind of pick up and play which is funny because it's a spin-off of blaze blue which is one of the most complex fighting games out there and i love those games so it's not just that they simplified it but this game is so simplified that it's like you might as well not even bother it's like there's no commands for special moves they're all just mapped to a single button but i think the worst part is that there's no ducking in the game like all of the attacks are just head-on and it's weird weird yeah it's weird because it takes away like a whole half of your typical fighting game options like that's like like, to, like slide down and kick like every fighting it's spam that move until the other until person the doesn't want to play anymore loses. yeah like oh. mortal mortal kombat one had four buttons and two moves for everybody and other than that everyone is exactly the same and it was more complex than this and that was like <laughs> 25 years ago that's so pretty it's super crazy. it's super disappointing um the story i mean like the story of gal fighters was like silly but it wasn't anything's dumb like too dumb but this one is straight up like a character kidnaps all the female characters and dress while they're unconscious dresses them up in skimpy outfits and in the cutscenes, he's like taking pictures of them while they're unaware of it it's like super creepy and and yeah it's like slightly uncomfortable and super creepy and i don't know it's like the only save the funny thing is like the only real saving grace of the game is that its presentation is really really well done and it kind of goes back to older fighting games that used to have a lot of attention to detail. So it's like, depending which two characters you pick, they'll have different cutscenes in the story mode. So basically, if you want to see all the cutscenes in the game, you'll have to play the story mode with every possible combination of characters because there's different like Easter eggs and conversations and stuff throughout. 
Interesting. Like the, the order that you pick the characters in will alter the conversations in the story mode. Mm. Everybody has full endings. Uh, a lot of their alternate costumes are like references to either old SNK games or, um, or like or other characters from other franchises within SNK. They have like special dialogue when certain characters beat other characters. It's like it has a lot of really cool stuff like that and a lot of like bonus stuff for like hardcore SNK fans. But like when you take and you can customize the characters with all these different parts to kind of give them your own like a like your own flair or whatever with all of the parts that you can dress them up with but it's like if you ha- if you had all of that but you kept the mechanics of like maybe a more a slightly more simplified king of fighters or something this game would be amazing mm-hmm. but like everything around the gameplay is great but the gameplay itself is so 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 boring because it's simplified to a fault and mm-hmm. like even people like like megan doesn't play a lot of fighting games mostly because like she gets frustrated but she's been having fun playing some of the ones that have come out this year that are that are uh that are more simplified but then she didn't even play this one because i told her you can't duck and she was like you can't duck that's stupid i'm not playing this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's super disappointing but i'm glad i got the collector's edition i got my athena towel i got my gender bent terry bogard fatal fury hat that says fatal cutie on it that's pretty funny Ooh. that's very got, oh, that's where i recognize that hat from yeah like that's another weird thing like Every character is a female character from SNK, except they put Terry Bogard in the game and made him into a woman. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's weird. But yeah, that's that's. I used the to gist. love him in Card Fighters Clash. Well, Terry's been one of my favorite characters forever, but Athena's my, like, favorite, favorite, favorite character. Mm-hmm. So, like, so again, like, I'm happy she's essentially the main character of this game. I'm sad that it fucking sucks. <laughs> but there's actually an SNK 40th anniversary collection with all the old arcade games on it that's coming out in november mm. and both of her original games from the 80s are going to be on it so i'm pretty much getting it just for those because i've never played them before that's pretty cool that's yeah. exciting yeah it's really really cool but yeah that's about it i'm just staring at my collector's box longingly right now because <laughs> the box is so cool and all the extra stuff is so cool but the game sucks but whatever i'll survive at least you got some cool stuff yeah i got a hat a tank top an art book and a bad game and a really cool box. <laughs> oh, and a workout towel. <laughs> really? Michaela, what have you been playing? Oh, um, I... <laughs> it's, it's right there on the page. <laughs> so, it's funny that you talk about... Who was it? Uh, it was Courtney, talking about the dual otter thing. Oh, yeah. um, because I feel like I've literally never played a game where like two people have to use the same device like phone or whatever to play the game and when we were at PAX we played Derek and I played um oh my god party crashers where we like both played on either side of a switch and it was like top down looking at it Mm. and that was a shit show but whatever and then um when like I don't know, last week sometime, I downloaded um, something called The Contender, which is basically like a top-down version of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And um, I love fighting games because usually I can manage to button mash and beat Derek. Um, And so I like downloaded this game and we played it like four times. And again, we played it while we were waiting for dinner somewhere. And it was so much fun. And then also downloaded some wrestling game that was 
I could not play at all. But it was the similar kind of thing where you're both playing on the same phone. It just like was very. I had literally never seen this before, and then all of a sudden it's like part of all of our lives. Um, but yeah, they were fun and simple and easy to do for like a few minutes here and there. It's like when we were waiting for food at the movie theater. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was good. Um, and then a few days ago, when was that? I don't know. I had some time off at home and I was like, when we were at, like, usually I'm not like, oh, I really want to play a game because that just hasn't been a part of my, like, mindset in my life before being in Derek's life. Um, and so... Now she's got a whole Fallout shelf. <laughs> Look at me now. How far you've fallen. <laughs> um... Anyways, coming back from PAX, I was like, oh my god, there's so many games I want to play. And so one day I like went on our Switch. Was it on the Switch? And I found Minecraft. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. And uh, oh my god, it's like 3D Stardew Valley. And I am so fucked. I literally just sat there for three hours in the fucking for three tutorial. Hours. I don't know, a very long fucking time. I thought it was like a 10 minute thing. Oh, was, no, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and so I'm like in the tutorial and I'm like smashing trees and like ground and shit. And I don't know what anything is, but I'm a hoarder. So I have like a million of everything in my box. And I'm like, am I supposed to have these many things? I'm not sure. And I've destroyed the landscape around me. And what did they actually want me to do? Anyways, and then I start making things in the like furnace and the crafting table and um, and then they're like, okay, like go put this door. There's like a half built shack somewhere. You're going to need shelter because creepers is it creepers that come out at night and zombies. Okay. So like monsters are going to get you or whatever. And I was like, oh fuck. So I couldn't find the half built shack and I was like, oh my God, what if I destroyed it already? <laughs> and then, um, I, like, put some doors just on the front of a hole that I had destroyed. And then I, like, turned around and found the shack and was able to build it. And I built it with a bunch of, like, glass windows so I could see outside. It was really smart of me. And I put two doors in. It was great. And then I, like, it was nighttime. And I went to, I was like, okay, like, I know that bad things are there, but I'm, like, two seconds away from my house. So I'll just go out to this crafting table and make some supplies. And then I can just run into my house if I need to. And uh, <laughs> I was like crafting. And all of a sudden I hear this, like it was like breathing sounds or something. And I just got so creeped out that I just literally ran into my little house and sat there and waited until it was daytime again, because I didn't want to die by creepy things. And then, um, and then I was a little bit ashamed of that, but that's okay. <laughs> and then I, uh, I managed, I think I went through like three or four days maybe. And I, I made it out into, like, I went to go out into the real world from the like training ground area. And, um, and as soon as you get out there, there's like stables and, and people like making horseshoes or something and like all these different other, building things and like ways in which you can like progress your story and your life in the game and I just got so overwhelmed there was just so many things to do um but also it was so cool there was like cows and pigs and bunnies and like 
dudes who wouldn't make eye contact with you. And then I was like, oh my god, it's going to be nighttime again and something's going to get me. And uh, yeah, so I I played for a few hours and it was super fun. And I definitely was like, this is 3D Stardew. And if I start playing this, I'm never going to do anything else ever again. <laughs> so I haven't gone back since, but I definitely have thought about it. And um, yeah, yeah. And and then Derek got home and he was like, you should play the, what's the one called where it's like, the fighting one instead of just the living one? Survival. Yeah. He was like, you should play the survival mode. Which you already are if you're in this tutorial. And I was like, no, I shouldn't play the survival mode because blah, blah, blah. And then I told him about how I just hit out at night every night until the night was over so I wouldn't have to fight anything. And he was like, yeah, you should not play the survival mode. I think I'm... I don't know if I tried I Don't, don't Starve. Start. I feel like I maybe watched you play it for a yeah, minute. Yeah, I don't really like And that it stuff. looked confusing and hard to me, but I'd be open to it. I like things that Derek doesn't like. Yeah, be your own person. You know, friends don't always like the same things. <laughs> oh my god, it keeps coming back to that. <laughs> um, and then what else did I play? Oh, we played A Way Out the other day. That was fun. We've been playing that for a while. Except that we had stopped at a point where, like, they were just about to go into, Spoilers. like, a, oh, into a, a place for a thing. And uh, we could not remember what we were supposed to do or why we were doing it. And it was very confusing. And we lost, like, four times and had to keep restarting because we didn't know what was going on. But then once we got into it, it was good. And then while we were waiting to start this, I went into my phone and I played a little Alto's Adventure. Which I super fucking love. When I was like, um, like when we first moved over to Vancouver, I was still working in Nanaimo, so I would commute back and forth on the ferry all the time. And I probably put like 40 hours into Altos. Jesus. Yeah. Like I, I played it a lot. It was really fun. Uh, anyways, it's just so pretty and like simple, but also challenging and like easy to just play a few rounds, but then you're like, just one more round. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's just so pretty. Mm-hmm. I feel like when we were at PAX, a lot of the games, I was like, these things are so pretty. Like, I just want to be a part of them for longer. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. just one more day. Just one more day. That's my whole story. Have you played the second Alto game? No, I didn't actually know there was more than one yeah. until you just said that while you were correcting me. Yeah, it came out six months ago or something. Okay. Called Alto's Odyssey. That sounds more complicated. I don't know if I'm into that. <laughs> I don't know if it's more complicated. We'll have to look it up. Mm-hmm. What about you, Derek? What have you been playing? So, for you me... You don't even have a list in front of you. How I, are you going to know what you've well, been playing? Well, I just have, like, I just know. Okay. Um, I haven't played too much. i um, just been busy back to work and um, trying to put up some, like, impressions on games and stuff. But um, the... And, well, I was going to say, you know, I have a reputation for just loving every game. And I feel like it's not true because in the last few months, <laughs> Vampire didn't do it for me, even though I was really excited for it. Uh, Monster Hunter, after wanting it for like a whole fucking year, couldn't get an hour in because that combat just felt not anything like I wanted it to. But uh, on Friday, the new Spider-Man game from Insomniac came out, and holy shit, it is fucking so good. Um, it's just like... It's it's gorgeous. Playing it on PS4 Pro, playing it in HDR, like it is a beautiful game. Um, swinging around the city feels so natural and so cool. And like he just does like Peter just does all these moves and like flips and stuff. Um, I also feel like it's like uh, 
Uh, like there's a lot of Peter Parker and Peter Parker elements in it as well. You're not you're not just Spider-Man. Um, there's also been missions where I've taken control of Mary Jane, and there's also other missions and stuff like that oh, too. Really? I feel I, I, there's other playable characters that I haven't got into yet. Um, the like. One of the things I find really interesting is that in most open world games, I find the collectible aspect annoying. Like, I don't care about the cards or the pigeons or the backpack. Or No, in this one there is backpacks, and I do care about those. Um, you know, the pigeons or whatever is collectible in Assassin's hey. Creed or whatever because there's you, just you so mean much. You didn't, like, you didn't like collecting 500 flags? No, see, I don't like 0% interested in that. But for some reason in Spider-Man, like... I'm swinging around the city, and there's there's fast travel. Haven't used it except for the one time it makes you use it to like learn about the fast travel. I have not used it because it's just so satisfying and cool to just swing around the city. Um, but there are like, and there's not a lot, but there's like there's a few different types of collectibles. But the main one that I've been introduced to so far is there's like 55 like backpacks somewhere around the city, and you can kind of as you unlock these like towers that show you more of what's in the environment which kind of makes sense from a story perspective and it feels like a little bit simpler than most of like the video game towers that open world games make you unlock or whatever um there are like backpacks and you find them you'll kind of you'll kind of notice them in like just in the heads-up display you'll notice them and so you kind of swing towards them you grab them and then you go into like a menu and it's always it's like stuff from certain like like important spider-man moments or even easter eggs to older games or the movies or whatever and he'll always have some sort of like quip about them or whatever and it's just super interesting to see them um and i think like spider-man's always been my favorite superhero and so i think i've really connected with it because of that but there is a lot to love here and i am like like review wise a lot of the outlets that have reviewed it have praised like the main story but noted that like like the crimes and stuff that you, the, you know, just the little, the little randomly generated crimes that pop up are get quite repetitive. And I find things like the combat is really, really satisfying here. So I find that I'm still, you know, I, I don't know how long I've played it, but quite a bit, I think. And I don't, I find it really, really satisfying. So I'll still go towards those crimes because the combat's just so fun and so fluid. And it is very Arkham-y, but it's also like faster and not as dark. Um, and he is a much more nimble and much quicker character than Batman is. So there's a lot of aerial moves and everything like that. And it just flows together really, really well. And it looks really, really neat as you're doing it. Um, and of course you just continuously unlock more and more and more moves and, and it just kind of adds to the combat and you'll unlock gadgets that can do different things and all this sort of stuff. And there's kind of cool stealth, like there's stealth missions just like in Arkham and they, they too feel very Arkham-y, but, um, you know, they, but with kind of like a little bit of a Spider-Man twist and it's like the writing in the game is really, really like, it's, it's fantastic. And, um, friend of Geekscape, friend of Jonathan, Yuri Lowenthal is the voice of Spider-Man and he, like, I feel like he never shuts up, but it's fantastic. Like, all of, like, there's just these, like, the very, very first missions are, like, you're, you're talking to this person on the phone and he's talking about how he's doing, he's solving these crimes and stuff like that. He's, like, a spider cop and it's just, like, so stupid and so funny. Um, and the care that's put into a lot of that, like one of the big things I was reading is that they actually, there's multiple takes for every voice, like every call, every, every line basically, 
based on what Spider-Man is doing at that time. So if he's just walking around, it'll sound normal. But if he's swinging or if he's been fighting or whatever, he'll sound like exerted. Um, and that's pretty cool. And that's in a, such a big game like that. I feel like that's a big, big thing to do. Um, so I've been playing through, you know, doing side missions, doing some of the story stuff. It is like impossible to stop i feel like the like a couple of nights specifically it's like i'm gonna play this game for half an hour and then two and a half hours later i'm like i need to go to bed right now like i gotta work so soon type thing and that it's been a lot i've lo- i love a lot of games and i have loved a lot of games um this year but i feel like it's been a while since there's been a title that's done that where it's like i can't put this down and, and, and i should be doing other things but i can't because i just want to play this game right now um yeah, and there's just, like, weird stuff that I never thought, like, there's a photo mode in the game where you can, like, have total free reign around the camera, and there's different poses and stuff you can put the character in, and and I've never cared about that before, but then in this game, I'm like, oh, this would look cool as, like, a screenshot or something like that, and I don't know why I care, but I keep doing it, and it, and the PlayStation 4 makes it much more awkward to get those images off of the console than it does on the Xbox, where they just kind of show up in the app itself. But I still keep doing it, even though I'm like, I'm never going to plug a USB stick in to, in order to take these off. Like, I just it just keeps happening. And I don't know, it's fantastic. Super cool. And uh, you should probably, everyone should play it. Everyone should probably play it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did I sell you on it? You're in now? You click I mean, that one-click order button on Amazon? You can get it on Amazon now? Yeah, as soon as they got rid of the discount, the PlayStation uh, came back. I mean, but I, I wouldn't wait and line up for a whole... on E3, and so I got it from Amazon for, like... Fifty dollars is great. I mean, I wouldn't wait in line for an entire convention to play it, but I would probably just purchase it. Yeah. And we didn't. We did not wait in line for an entire convention to play it. Even but some people I did. Kept, even though I kept walking by those lines, hoping that they would be shorter so that I could wait in that line, but that never happened. But it's okay because a few days later, here we are. Spider-Man's out. Spider-Man's fucking brilliant. Um, Insomniac did a great, great job with the game, and I can't wait to see what is still in store for me. There's already plans for there's like the first DLC storyline comes out like next month, um, and I think there are three planned. Um, I don't typically, you know, I don't often finish finish games, um, and and very, very rarely in that case move on to the DLC in a single player title. But I feel like this is one that could that I could um, because I I don't see wanting to stop this and uh um once i finish that story i feel like i'm gonna want more of it so yeah and none of them feature gwen so they're not worth getting is is gwen in the game i actually haven't seen any anything about gwen i don't think she is which is like horribly disappointing for me because once in the early trailers once miles was confirmed i thought it was almost a sure thing that she would be in it but doesn't look like it Uh, that sucks i wonder if maybe they're saving it for a, a sequel and I don't want to wait that long. Sony's it's going to be wanting, like, you know, six months ago when they saw this game, they're probably like, oh, you're going to do another one, right? <laughs> Have you guys seen that so. new trailer for the animated Spider-Man movie? That Into the gonna... Spider-Verse? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a new trailer? No, I don't it think there's a new trailer. It might be the only trailer. Yeah. It, I just saw it one time, so it was pretty exciting. <laughs> if Sony can just stick to doing those, I'd be really happy. Wait, yeah. you don't like this game? No, 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 in terms of the Spider-Man movies are all really bad, except for the one Marvel helped with. No. <laughs> yeah, not all really bad. Like, the Sam Raimi ones are, are pretty good, but... I feel like I've only seen the Tobey Maguire first one. Yeah, that one was good. Well, Spider-Man 3 was hideous. Like, I still yeah. I still yeah. maintain that Spider-Man 3 was worse than any spider I think it's pretty on par with The Amazing Spider-Man 2. But I, it's also been years since I've seen either of them. 
Well, see, well, at least with Amazing Spider-Man 2, it was mostly, like, bad on its own, where it's, like, Spider-Man 3, he was, like, retconning its own movie. Like, with the whole, like, oh, Sandman's completely unimportant. Let's just completely rewrite the first movie and say that he killed Uncle Ben just so they could have some kind of a reason reason to care about him for the next hour and a half. Oh, and let's also squeeze uh, James Franco as the Green Goblin and Venom in it all within the span of, like, two hours. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah, please stop, Sony. We don't want it anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, if we want to move on to some news now, which I think we've all talked about our games, uh, one piece that I picked up from Polygon.com yesterday that I thought was so sad is that uh, there was a really, really, really sad. This is not. It's not a part of the story, part of the game, or anything like that. But in Spider-Man, there was a really, really sad Easter egg. Um, so there was somebody who had asked. Uh, Insomniac, hey, like I want to propose to my girlfriend. Can you get, can you guys help out? And uh, they ended up putting in a marquee theater uh, or uh, like Maddie, will you marry me? Um, and of course, when he asked initially, you know, Insomniac's like, can you know, can can you wait until September seventh, like when the game How comes out? How long ago did he ask? And I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, you know, he was like, we've just passed our five years. I think she'll still be around in September, but uh, she wasn't. And it turns out that apparently the uh, the female um, of this Maddie. story... actually The female. The female. I mean, this is only one side of the story. This is only one side of the we story. But, but apparently the female left... Oh, my God. <laughs> Michaela's just reading this for the first time. Um, but, uh, this Easter egg was found, turns out it didn't work out, and that the, uh, the guy that asked for this Easter egg to happen, um, Maddie left him for his brother. Um, you, brother. Yeah, yeah, so. uh, I mean, I guess, on the bright side, if the brother wants to propose, he doesn't even have to put in the work. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Can I, I just borrow your copy of Spider-Man? For five years. What so was that? He knows whether he wants it or not. I want to right. find because, uh, like, my initial book, but also, but also, we had a guy who asked, thought they were his brother the whole time. He just for five years. I mean, were they twins? Because if they were twins, that would explain a lot. About stuff. I watched the lines where that was. I well, mean, didn't I they say though that they were together for five years? He'd be getting the P and the B, and then they'd know for sure who was who. You don't well, for well, for one thing, I was gonna say the same or thing. Another they were together for five years, you would think they would have figured it out, but uh, but then I remembered that I have a friend who thankfully doesn't listen to the show who <laughs> was who was in a relationship with a girl for two years and she lived in his apartment, but every time we were supposed to hang out together, she always had an excuse of why she didn't want to go, and then when she finally broke quote unquote broke up with him, he was talking about how. In the two years she was living at his house, he wasn't making her pay rent or contribute anything to the house, and that they had never kissed or had sex or anything. What? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, see? that was pretty. I was like, yeah, it was just that you thought you were in a relationship, and she was <laughs> like, oh, cool, I have a place to live for two years <laughs> for free. But don't. Yeah, she probably had a down payment for a house by the end of that not yeah. relationship. <laughs> so yeah. So like. So I, I see both sides of it. So Courtney's Courtney's scenario is like crazy ass theory. Is not so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, he kind of commented on it. He posted like a little video on YouTube about it because um, a lot of people were asking him, and he, he actually said, "I'm kind of happy it's in the game. If anyone else wants to use that as their proposal, please do. I just want to see someone get married through that thing." 
Um, and Insomniac reached out and asked if they wanted him, uh, if if he wanted them to change it um, in an upcoming patch. Um, so I don't know if that is going to happen or what. But um, F you, Maddie, and yeah. anonymous brother. Nah, fuck uh, brother. I'm sorry, the brother in this again, unless it's oh, crazy. That is a horrible well, thing to. Do. I'm just going to assume that they were twins and that she thought she was dating the brother the whole time. No, it was probably a bit. Poor Maddie. <laughs> we're right, we're, we're, we're we're opening ourselves up to a light to a slander you know suit here. Maddie and the one that you listen to, you know Maddie. Tell us this, or if they write uh, an article about Maddie. What's the we'll interview story? you. You know, it'd be funny if she doesn't even play though. games, so she would have never seen it anyway. <laughs> right. And he just didn't know her so well that he was like, "Oh, she'll love this." Also, this is a warning. Don't do over the top ass proposal because what if it does like this? Now this is national asshole, international. How much asshole I'm talking about you? Maybe saying you're crazy. Just think about it. There's like, I remember. I don't remember the number, but there's like an insane amount of people that have bought this game in only like three days. Yeah. And it's like each and every one of those people who goes by the theater is gonna see that proposal. So now, oh. yeah. So now you're kind of screwed. That's so sad. It's pretty crazy, huh? This is the second time mm-hmm. we talked about this every time. Every. I mean, Spider-Man's pretty good though, so I still have faith. <laughs> Yep, I still have some faith. I mean, not too much <laughs> faith because Gwen's not in it, but enough, enough to get by. Ah, the smell of the video store. I love this place. Do you remember when you could just look at the walls of covers? We had to choose just by looking at the cover and reading the crappy synopsis. It was, you were leaving with one. And the only way to know what new movies were coming out is you actually had to watch the trailers instead of skipping them. Right, we didn't have the internet to look it up. We had one guy named Todd behind the counter that would (laughs) tell us what was good or not. And Todd strangely liked way too many romantic comedies. Yes, but you always knew when the boobies were coming because Todd I'd made sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and remember all the awful CG we had to put up with in the mid-90s? We talk about that a lot, don't we? Join us on Analog Jones and the Tempo Film, where we talk about VHS tapes. And we wax nostalgia like none other. Uh, Josh, I think yeah, you were you had mentioned the Switch and the Cloud and Nintendo earlier. Do you want to uh, go into a little bit about what we were alluding there? Oh, right. So... One of the main features of Nintendo's online service that is supposed to launch sometime this month is that it was going to offer cloud storage, which would have been really helpful a few months ago when uh, Megan was playing Zelda on my Switch and then decided to get her own and couldn't access her file. Um, So, of course, myself and a lot of people were looking forward to being able to upload your saves and be able to transfer them to new systems easier. But But Nintendo mentioned this week that there's going to be a series of games that aren't going to be supported by cloud storage, supposedly because they're afraid of cheating, which, I don't know. It's Well, the, I think the most confusing thing about it is that one of the games that's affected is Splatoon, which is probably one of the games you need cloud storage for the most because you have, like, these big profiles dedicated to, like, hours and hours of game time and, like years, like, over a year's worth of equipment that you've unlocked over it. And, you know, that's the kind of save that you want to make sure you don't lose especially if you need to transfer over to a new Switch. And Splatoon in particular seems like the game that you would need something like this for, and it's one of the main ones that they're saying doesn't support it. And again, it's like a running theme every time Nintendo tries something new, but it's always where Nintendo tries something, but it's like half-hearted or tone-deaf or 
out of touch and it mm-hmm. ends up not being w- worth the trouble. I mean, I don't want to say it's not worth the trouble at all because it's still going to be helpful for a lot of games, but the fact that there's restrictions at all when every other company doesn't seem to have a problem with doing it and and those companies have been doing it for years now or as Nintendo's just starting, it makes no sense for them to be so far behind on the curve. Like they're behind they're behind on the curve from like 2010 and it's 2018. Yeah. Well, and I feel like when Microsoft and when Sony first started doing that thing, they never had these weird limitations as far as I can remember. Yeah, and it's another case, it sounds like, of Nintendo where they're always like so overly cautious and they're afraid that people are going to take advantage and find loopholes in their system. And you know what? People probably will, but... At the end and of the so day, the first thing I did is I they, fucking like drank a beer. Sure, it sucks to a certain degree, so the first especially thing I did again, is I fucking drank a in a game like Splatoon, if it's an online game, if people are cheating in that. Sure, that sucks. But at the end of the day, it's their game to screw with. And while it might not be fair, why are you going to punish the millions of people who own your games and your systems for the minority of people who would take advantage of it? It's like you're punishing the 99% of the player base for the actions of the hypothetical actions of the 1% that haven't even had a chance to happen yet. Right. Uh, well, and they also noted that Pokemon Let's Go, which is, of course, a huge, huge release, will also not support the cloud saves. Right, which doesn't... Which, again, Pokemon's another big one where, you know, ever since Red and Blue came out back on the Game Boy Color all the way up until now, like, how many times have we all wanted to be able to, like, back up our saves somehow? Because if mm-hmm. you lose all your Pokemon, then that's, like, hours upon hours of gameplay that just lost with no way to back it up and like even on the 3ds they didn't let you back up your save to the uh sd card in a in a way that would be like convenient and that's and it's weird too because it's like let's go is not even nearly as competitive focused as the mainline pokemon game so why they're even putting this restriction on it makes no sense to me yeah no it doesn't make any sense and another reason why i don't care about paying for the nintendo switch online what does yeah. that have to do with... Oh, because cloud, yep. It was okay. like, it's part of what you pay for is those cloud saves, but those are like some of the... I mean, Splatoon 2, sorry, is a big game, and Pokemon is going to be probably the best-selling game on that console, and for it to not support that feature right from the get-go or ever. Like, I wonder with that is, are they just trying to draw business to Pokemon Bank, or is it something where they, you know, they think it will be legitimate in regards to you know, stopping people from being able to copy items or Pokemon or whatever, they always seem to be able to find a loophole for in these games. And the thing is, people are already cheating on Splatoon. Oh, yeah. Like, without the cloud service, there's people cheating on Splatoon. So what, like, if they want to if they want to cheat, they're going to find a way to do it with or without the cloud save. So again, why are yeah, you going right. to punish 99% of the player base for the actions of, like, a 1%? That's probably already doing it anyway. Right. Do people cheat on all the other games for all the other consoles, then? Like, is that just a common thing across the board? Or are people like, I'm going to cheat on Nintendo because fuck Nintendo? Well, generally, consoles are a lot harder to cheat on. Like, PC, there's, like, cheaters all over the place. But consoles are a lot harder to do it, but it is possible. And it could be it could be official things, like how with Overwatch and PlayStation and Xbox, people compla- started complaining because the PlayStation... Don't, I don't think the Xbox version supported it, actually, but PS4 eventually started supporting mouse and keyboard. Mm. And so people were saying that that was cheating, but it was an officially recognized thing. Mm. Uh, so then there's that, and then there's people who are, like, finding ways to legit, like, hack the game to either 
put their name higher on the leaderboard than what the, and increase their leaderboard score higher than they actually did or ways that they can auto-aim and stuff like that. Like I said, it's a lot less frequent on console than PC, but it still happens. Okay. Yeah, it's super annoying. I hope they figure their shit out at some point, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. They'll figure it out two consoles from now <laughs> when everybody else is doing something completely different. Have you seen that Pokemon Switch console thing that's going to be coming out soon? It's like got the Pikachu and the Eevee It's pretty on cute, it. huh? It is pretty cute. Yeah, it kind I... of makes me uncomfortable that they're both like the same color, but almost the same color, not the same color. And you feel like they should be the same color, but they just fuck when up the a little bit. When the Joy-Cons are slightly different colors yeah, as well, it's, yeah. It's weird, but also how... kind of into it. Did you see how the Pokemon have a lot of new moves, like Eevee and Pikachu? Oh, really? That seem to exist solely so that Eevee won't completely suck in the game. Because <laughs> normally Eevee could only learn like tackle and quick attack and stuff like that, but if you're forced to use it the whole time, it has these new, really w- strangely named attacks that are like water type and electric type and stuff, so it won't right. be completely, I guess, stuck. Oh, but okay. it's like, what... It was like the water attack is called like splishy splashy, and then like <laughs> the electric ones called like I can't remember, but it was like these Rocky really Rocky. weird names. <laughs> yeah, like they're pretty much all they pretty much all sound like that. I'm sure if I pull up the, <laughs> if I pull up the email, I can find it. Uh, I love the back of that limited. So the limited edition switch, which the dock itself has uh, like a like an Eevee and a Pikachu on it. Um, the Joy-Cons are slightly different colors based on those Pokemon, but the back of the Switch itself has silhouettes, like a, probably a dozen silhouettes of Pokeballs, but also Eevee and Pikachu in different poses. How are uh, you going to manage to not buy this? Oh, it's pretty oh, cool. I, I found it. It says, Pikachu's exclusive moves are Pika Papau and Splitchy Splash, <laughs> and Eevee's exclusive moves are Bouncy Bubble, Buzzy Buzz, and Sizzly Slide. Oh my god. <laughs> They're trying so hard. <laughs> or not at all. I mean, they're still not going to be competitive. I, yeah, uh, I know. And, and It looks and, so cute, though. Yeah, that's the thing. And Eevee's still going to suck, but whatever. I'm still, I still want the Eevee version. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks pretty cool. Pikachu's uh, a Roman that... Reigns of Pokemon, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> They've been oh pushing them God, too hard so for too true. long. <laughs> shoving them down our throats. We're over it. Um, we want the underdog. Uh, speaking, you know, while we're on this Switch train, one uh, announcement from just a few days ago that I thought was really interesting. Uh, Civilization, which at this point has only released on... Civilization Six, rather, uh, which at this point has only released on PC, Mac, uh, and iPad, um, it is coming to Switch. Um, it's, what a story, Mark. Well, I just say, like, <laughs> it's a weird move. Um, it, like, is it because of the touchscreen? Uh aspect of it like i i can't imagine playing a civilization game with a controller um the ipad version of this game is apparently very very good what do you is switch a touch screen it, yeah. it does have a touch yeah wow oh my god i forget you learn something new every day guys when do you ever use the touch screen well tip we never played ours portably so never but even when we have we've used the controller thingies well only some games have some touch screen controls wow you do learn something new every day. Right? Every single day. Go on. Um, but yeah, so Civilization VI, um, it, I don't think there's a, there's no release date at this point, but it has, it'll come with the base game. It comes with four additional scenarios. Uh, so that would be the Viking scenario, Poland uh, Civilization and Scenario Pack, Australia Civilization and Scenario Pack, and the Persia 
civilization and scenario pack. I feel um, like you're having a difficult time pronouncing civilization. Civilization? I feel like Derek's having a hard time in general because the release date's on the second line of the article. It's November uh, 16th. November 16th. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Maybe it's just added that right now. No, no. Um, yeah, you're so going to be the next one demoted to friend, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, he doesn't want to lose his more than friends, that is. November 16th is when that's coming out. I... That's interesting because we, I mean, we talked a lot on the PAX episodes about how it seems like if a game is on PC and decides to go to another console, that console seems to be Switch, um, which is new for Nintendo. Obviously, was not the case last console generation, um, but it's pretty cool. And this is a pretty big game to be making that jump as well. I can't, I don't know how, like, I don't know how it's going to run. Like, that seems like a pretty big game to be running on the Switch. I don't know anything about Civilization, so... Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyways. But, what about uh, that? Uh, Life is strange, though. <laughs> it's really good. Like that. <laughs> uh, speaking of Life is strange, um, I am really excited because on Facebook today, uh, they published that on Thursday, um, they were talking about how uh, you know if Life is Strange is becoming a series, what is the real DNA of of the franchise? And so there's a, there's a 10-minute kind of miniature documentary called The Road to Life is Strange 2 uh, that's going to premiere on Thursday, and I can't wait because Life is Strange is the best and I love it. And, uh, yeah, it's PAX. The PAX, the PAX uh, uh, panel was pretty cool. And uh, I the, the game is coming out in a couple weeks. The first episode comes out in a couple weeks, and I'm super excited. You should play the whole thing tomorrow. Yeah. And then you'll be ready for when... Maybe we could play it. Then we could play it together. We could is play it on two Switch? together. Yes, but we don't have it on Switch. Oh. What it, it'll look better on the Xbox anyway. That's true. And I know where the buttons are on the Xbox. Right? It's a big, it's a big benefit. <laughs> uh, is there any piece of news you guys were uh, excited about? Just today they announced that Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered is coming out for PS4 and Switch next year. I wonder how, how is that going to work without everyone having their own display? Well, I guess on the Switch maybe it's... Well, actually, maybe, yeah, that's a good You'll question. You'll have to bring your own Switch. Uh, you'll have to have maybe. two Switches, one connected to the TV and one in handheld mode so you could see the map. I wonder what if you use, like, 3DSs as controllers. Oh, I guess that's possible. Is that a thing? No, it was on the Wii U. I bet if they was tried it? hard enough, they could figure <laughs> it out. Um, also, The Last Remnant got re- announced for as an HD remaster also, which I thought was interesting because I don't know if anyone is aware of the game. It was like an old RPG for Xbox 360 that was wasn't... Was it the one that was just getting, like, delisted? Yeah, and everyone was wondering why it was getting delisted, and apparently it's because they're doing a remaster. Uh, pretty soon. It's coming up do it. Yeah, so, not, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that literally just broke, like, two hours ago. So that's pretty... That, I thought that was pretty interesting, because that explains why they were going out of their way to delist some random game that nobody remembered existed. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, too, because I just bought it from my... Because I work at Goodwill, if you didn't know. And, like, a few months ago, I bought it because I never had it on 360. And, of course, I never played it. And now a new version's coming out, so that's great. Now you can buy it again with slightly better graphics. And never play it. (laughs) And still never play it. Can I talk about on the show show how I bought Mafia 3 on PlayStation because I wanted an excuse to play it again? And then I never played it. And then it was a a free PlayStation Plus game last month. (laughs) Uh, that's definitely happened to me before. <laughs> yep. uh, also, I 
recently forgot to cancel my pre-order for the Shenmue 1 and 2 HD collection, which I would love to play one day, but that game's going to be sealed forever. Oh, dude, you should play it. I mean, I should have mentioned that on the games I played. I didn't play it this week, but I played it since the last time mm-hmm. I was on the show, and it's still it's still great. But Well, I've never yeah, played it. I've never that's played. okay. That's even better, because yeah. then you're going to be lost and confused, and it's going to take forever, just like it's supposed <laughs> to. I don't have forever. I have one hour for each game. You do now. <laughs> you need to find who you need to find out who killed your father. I mean, not find out who you, you find out who in the first two minutes, but I mean, you need to find him. Yeah. But first, you got to drink soda out of the vending machine and buy capsule toys and play arcades. I'm in. Sounds just like real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except the responsibility like that, that you're procrastinating uh, on is finding your father's murderer and not just like grocery shopping. So there's like a built-in clobber. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, it's a big, exactly. It's a built-in claw game. Well, it's more, it's more one of those supermarket ones where you put the coin in and turn the dial and then something just falls out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is close enough. Those Courtney probably fun. has one of those, too. What? Just has one in her room. <laughs> like a real-life one where you get the sticky hands out of it? Those uh, are always so much fun. I would them. love one. Every time I walk in the store, I go by to see. It never is. I miss this. I think you can probably make that happen pretty easily. I'm not kidding. She legit did that at PAX. I did. Mm-hmm. Because the, yep. the Behemoth yep. booth has those great ones where they're like five bucks, but you can get like... Did you do it? No, they didn't. Have... Um, yeah. I I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's too tough to find this time for these things. Well, I mean, you could... If you really wanted to, you could beat Shenmue in like a few hours, but you just have to know exactly what to do everywhere and I don't, manage your I don't time perfectly. Exactly <laughs> it's a speed run. But yeah, for your first for the run? first for the very first time you play a speedrun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Uh, anything anything else news wise you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, no, that's everything I had. Yeah, EA's being a dick about uh, loot boxes in Belgium. They Ooh, seem to be. They want to fight the Belgian government about loot boxes because the Belgian government's like, no, this is gambling and it's not legal. But so. EA loves loot boxes, and so do consumers, apparently. Wait, yeah. is our loot boxes still okay in the States? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think it, it, there's only a couple places that have deemed them gambling at this point. Isn't that correct? Yeah, it seems like it. But the yeah. thing is, is that if the, the speculation is, is that if Belgium wins and loot boxes it are deemed gambling in Belgium, it sets a precedent for the whole European Union, and that's a huge mm. market. Shit. Yeah, no wonder true. they're fighting it. Yep. And 2K was just petitioning gamers to, I believe it was the the same Belgian government, to contact the government and say that they love loot boxes and they want to keep them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I saw, saw that. That's that ridiculous. Like, really? <laughs> Fuck you, publishers. I, know, I was reading it, too, and it was... I was reading it, too, and it's like... From what I understand, it's not even that they're, like, banning loot boxes or making them illegal. They're just saying that they have to figure out a way to restrict children from being able to buy them. Well, and isn't there something about, like... If the game has loot boxes, like now it's not like, you know, like the Peggy or the ESRB rating would go up because it's got this gambling element. So even if it's like a Mm -hmm. potentially kid friendly game like soccer or whatever, now you are not because, you know, now you have a higher rating because of the the gambling element of it. I feel like that would super hurt their bottom line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Peggy specifically has adjusted their rating or is going to. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be an increase or if it's just going to be like a, a Peggy 12G for gambling, maybe. <laughs> just like a, a different a different way of rating it. Um, okay, yeah. But uh, I think it's good. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. But Yeah, no. I think it's good too. I mean, loot boxes are kind of terrible. So They're, they're pretty scummy. 
I mean, Grand right. Theft Auto Five. I was just reading that it is like the most uh, the the piece of media that has received the most amount of income yeah, ever ever. And the heads of Two K who publish GTA Five are like, we don't make enough money on it. We'd like to make more money, please. <laughs> and it's like, really? Fuck you guys. We've only been selling this game at full retail for six years. And billions of dollars in microtransactions. Yeah. Can, can we just buy a game and have a game? Have you met our society, though? We're all about fucking nothing is ever enough. You need to make more money. La, 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 yeah. la. Yeah. And the thing is, too, I, I don't even think loot boxes in and of themselves are a problem, but it just depends how you handle it. So it's like in a game like Overwatch, I don't have a problem with it because it's just costumes and they give you plenty of ways to get them for free. But other games like FIFA where you only have shitty players on your online team and the only way you can be competitive with other people is to dump a bunch of money into random boxes and hope you get a competent player so that you're able to compete with people is like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What about boot and then you get into thing like booster packs and stuff like that. Like how is that any different? And in a game like it's not in a game like an artifact that come but like I I could go into a is that gambling? Why could I go into a store as like a seven-year-old and buy a pack of Pokemon cards? Like, Be- because adults in regulatory positions don't give a shit until you know their bottom lines on the on the table. I really also, like the Keyforge. You know, doesn't have that secondary market, and I'm totally I'm really interested to see how Valve handles our art- uh, artifact with that. Yeah, well, I am as well. Yeah, and is that just the way that things are shifting now? Because everyone is so excited about KeyForge and how it's not going to be like that, and everyone hates loot boxes. And like maybe we're just shifting away from that model of gaming. Mm, I hope so. And then also with loot, I mean loot boxes. Also with like physical cards, you do have the option to buy the individual cards from like secondhand if you want to, where it's like in most cases with loot boxes, they don't give you an option to just buy the thing you mm, want. It's you just have to keep, only the box. Yeah, you have to keep repeatedly buying the random box and yeah. hope you get what you want. I see. Well, which, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's So you couldn't go and buy the skin you want. You have to just keep buying boxes until you get it type thing. Yeah. Right, in, in a lot of games, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. again, like, it's not, it doesn't affect gameplay at all, but again, like Overwatch is an example does give you the option to just buy the individual thing you want if you get okay. enough duplicates. But, so it has both options? Yeah. Like, where, like, you could buy individual costumes for in-game currency, and you get in-game currency from loot boxes. So it's like, if you yeah. get enough duplicates, they give you money instead of a duplicate item, and then once you mm-hmm. save up enough money, you can just buy what you want. Mm. And that's different from, oh, I can't even get this character that I need to be uh, competitive unless I keep spending a bunch of money on loot boxes with no guarantee right. I'm even going to get anything. Um, that's fair. Um, last piece of news I wanted to mention, if we're all done complaining about loot, loot boxes for now. Uh, <laughs> so episode. there is now, yeah, this episode, this week, uh, in the loot box corner. Um, you will now, at least in the States to start, but they are actually uh, adding Amazon Alexa support to Xbox One. So if you have an Amazon Echo product, uh, you'll be able to control your Xbox One with that product. So much like the old Connect, uh, you know, say, yeah, it's much like, uh, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, now that similar to the old Connect 
functionality, which now nobody has a Kinect. And my mom has a Kinect. Like a Kinect for their Xbox One. So they, it, it doesn't oh. work anymore, but there'll be a, an Alexa skill. And so you'll be able to do things like pause videos or control the volume. Or, you know, you could say, Alexa, start Fortnite, and Fortnite will open up on your Xbox. Um, and if your Xbox is not on, the Xbox will turn on and blah, 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 blah. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think that I am often in a state where I don't know what I'm going to play until I kind of browse through the library a little bit. But if you're going, you know, if I can walk into my room, like, you know, we have an Alexa-enabled TV and everything like that. But if I could walk into my into the room and be like, Alexa, start Tomb Raider or whatever. Um, you might and, actually finish Tomb Raider. I might actually finish Tomb <laughs> Oh. Um, but if it, you know, it turns the TV on, it turns the soundbar on, it turns the Xbox on and goes to that game, I think that's pretty cool. Um, of course, you know, it's unnecessary, but it's uh, it, it will save several seconds a year. And it seems cool to do, to just speak into the air and for that to happen. And I could see it, I don't, like, we don't use our Xbox for media purposes, but I could see it being very useful to just be able to play or pause or skip or whatever, just using the Alexa functionality for that. You don't use it as a Netflix? No, we use, we have an Apple TV we use for that. Yeah, we have an Apple TV (laughs) We have a separate box that we use for streaming. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's it for news for me, though. Was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about news-wise, or should we move on to the mission objective of the week? Mission, Mission objective, objective it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> so there is just one third of the year left, slightly less than that, uh, and a ton of games are still to come. Uh, what is your most anticipated unreleased game of the 2018 year? Josh. Uh, probably Smash Brothers. How come? Uh, because what? I mean, because there's like every video game character that's ever been created in this game. Except so for it's like, Waluigi or whatever. Except for Waluigi. Oh. Waluigi's in it. He's just an assist trophy. But why? Has Waluigi why? ever been a fighter in a Smash game? No, he's never even. He's barely been playable in any game. Like he's only he's he's a character that they put in games when they need large rosters. Like and, in Smash Brothers. No, but they don't need they don't need to fill roster space because they in Smash Brothers they can draw from a bunch of different franchises. Waluigi's only ever in it when there's a Mario-specific game, but there's only, like, four Mario characters that people care about, and they need to pad the roster with 20 more, so then they drag Waluigi out. Like, Waluigi was specifically created for Mario Tennis on Nintendo 64 because Wario needed a doubles partner. That's that's the level of Waluigi. Is that really is that really yeah. the case? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, Mario, 60, uh, Mario Tennis on the 64 introduced doubles matches, and everybody had a counterpart that they could... I mean, you could team them up with anybody, but everybody on the player select screen had a counterpart that was, like, their supposed, like, official partner. And Waluigi debuted in that game specifically because Wario didn't have a partner and they needed to just create someone to fill that gap. Isn't that the same with uh, Daisy? Uh, Daisy was the princess in uh, Super Mario Mario Land? Land on the Game Boy. Mm, you just couldn't right. tell because she was just black lines at the time, but that was supposed to be Daisy. Oh, retcon. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, so... Um, that, has anyone ever played that game, by the way? It's so bizarre. Like, I didn't play it until years after it came out when I was already an adult, and it's just, it it honestly feels like a bootleg Mario game that someone made. It's a little rough around the edges, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like the characters are completely different and aren't Mario characters aside from Mario, and like the final boss is, or the final level or whatever it is, is like Mario flying in a rocket ship, and I'm like, what the fuck's happening? This isn't Mario. And sure enough, I looked it up afterwards, and it was like the only one at the time, maybe still now, that it was a Mario platformer that wasn't developed by Miyamoto. Mm. So that explains it. 
But yeah, probably sm- back to the topic. Probably Smash Brothers. I feel like there's another big one that I'm thinking of that I can't. That's not coming to me. But if it's not coming to me, it's probably not that important. So forget it. <laughs> uh, how about you, Jake? Uh, I think also Smash Brothers. Uh, I went to take a look at what's coming out for the rest of the year, and there wasn't a whole lot that really jumped out at me. Uh, I saw Tomb Raider and Red Dead, neither of which I've really played that much of historically, so I don't care that much. Um, Starlink's coming out. That's Ubisoft's uh, Toys to Game, but it's got Star Fox in it, which might be neat. It looks pretty cool. Uh, and I've heard people that say that it looks really cool. eye on the floor at uh, PAX. Oh, was it there? I missed it. Yeah. That's too bad. I would have liked to have checked it out. Uh, Soul Calibur looks cool. I'm excited to see that franchise come back. But pretty much just Smash Bros. <laughs> and Geralt. Can I mention something about Geralt? Soul Calibur real quick now that you mentioned it? Do it. I was getting my trying to get all my pre-orders in because my Best Buy Gamers Club's expiring soon and I was just going to buy every game that I'm remotely interested in while I could still get the discount. And Soul Calibur has two collector's editions, a $99 one that comes with the collector's, or that comes with the season pass, and then a $150 one that comes with a Sofitia statue, but not the season pass. I mean, really? it, it's better than the uh, the checklist that comes with Ubisoft games. Have you seen The Division 2? Uh, no. <laughs> it's got like five different versions and the ultimate edition is in the middle and does not include all the content and i noticed well, that, sounds messy. I, that sounds like an increasing trend too where it's like it's very one Ubisoft. of the one of the middle like they come out with multiple collections editions and like one of the middle ones has all the actual in-game content and then they come with a bigger way more expensive one that has less game content than the cheaper one yeah which makes no sense like dragon ball did the same thing where it was like if you got the digital deluxe edition, it came with the season pass at a discount. But if you got the uh, physical collector's edition, which was like 30 or $40 more expensive, it didn't come with the season pass. And I didn't find that out until I opened my physical collector's edition because I just assumed because that makes sense. And sure enough, That's what they wanted there. you to do. Yeah, I know. And I <laughs> fell right for it. So I'm torn because Cassandra is my favorite character and Sophitia is close enough. But for $150 and then for it to not have the season pass... <laughs> And, like, a lot of the times the figures that come with these collector's editions look like crap compared to the promotional picture. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm probably not going to do it. Mikhail? <laughs> uh, I think my most anticipated game is Greece. And, Courtney, how the F do I pronounce that? Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think our mic fucked up again, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. We aren't getting any waves. Oh, no! Uh, just as of, like, one minute ago. But it went weird a little while ago, but it was still getting waves until now. About about 30 minutes. Um, fuck, it's annoying. What is the battery on this? Sorry, guys. It's okay. Um, I think when you tried to switch it to yeah, the snowball, that fucked, fucked it up more. Hold on. Let me see if I switch it back. <clears throat> oh, we're back. A dinosaur story? So the, yeah, <laughs> just... Picking up the mic on our headphones, the snowball's not picking up for whatever reason. So it might be a little bit quiet, but does it sound okay? Yeah, we I can hear you fine. Okay. Um, why don't I say, how about you, Michaela, again, and we'll go from there. So 3153. You're going to have your work cut out oh, for you, Courtney. 32. I know. Thanks, guys. Sorry, bro. There's a beep going on. <laughs> It'll be great. Uh, Michaela, what game are you most excited for uh, for the rest of this year? I think... Greece is supposed to come out and uh, at the end of 2018 sometime, and I'm pretty stoked about that, as I already said. 
Also, Pode is supposed to come out sometime soon, which we got to demo at PAX, and it's this, like, super cute, like, couch co-op where you're trying to kind of puzzle your way through these mountains, and you play a star and a rock and can switch back and forth all the time, and you're, like, growing these magical plants and growing rock formations in order to be able to, like, climb through stuff. Uh, It was just really pretty and fun, and I'm looking forward to being able to play that. Uh, Courtney? Uh, I'm really excited for Felix Reaper. If we have a... Ooh, I could play that game on Switch. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, you could. Um, and for myself, I would, I, I would possibly say Valve's Artifact, but it's a year where we're getting a new Fallout game, so Fallout 76 would be the game for me. And I am slightly apprehensive, obviously. Obviously, they've never done the online component before, and obviously it is an only online, only an online game, um, and I'm much more of a single-player gamer, but... Um, just especially after watching the uh, like the the panels that they have had recently, um, talking about the game and, and all of their plans for it. There was a really good interview with I, I think it was with Pete Hines uh, recently. I can't remember what the outlet was, but just it kind of like made, like got rid of a lot of those fears that the that I had had, um, and it's just to a point where I'm mostly excited for it and and I'll be looking forward to checking out the beta in the coming month. It should launch in October, and then the full game comes out in November, but um, I'm super excited for it. It seems like it seems super cool to have a game in that universe, which I, I just always find the lore and the, the and everything like that so interesting, and to have one that's so close to the start of all of this, I think is really, really cool, um, and it's also a totally, you know, it's, it's a totally different locale for a Fallout game, and, and seeing the wilderness instead of these just giant cities that you're seeing most of the time I think will be really, really cool, but that's got to be number one for me. Oh, I bet you're uh, going to say Smash Brothers so that you could fight the Monster Hunter characters in it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, uh, I did want to mention that Mega Man 11 comes out in October, and I'm super excited for that. I'd forgotten. Uh, the demo's out, so we'll we'll see how it goes. The demo just came out like today, didn't it? Yesterday? Yesterday. I have not had time to break the Switch out and try it, mm-hmm. but uh, it's on my list for this week. I look forward to hearing about it. You may. What do you guys say we wrap it up? Sounds, Sounds good. good. Yep. Awesome. Before awesome. one of our where headphones we... dies or... <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, where, can, uh, where can we find you guys? You can find me at Girl on Twitter. You did it. Did I get it right that time without hesitation? Keeping it simple. I may or may not be looking at... Records. You were prepared. <laughs> you killed it. I was home. You it. <laughs> and then I'm at Inu Joshua on all gaming platforms and social media. I'm at MikaMax309 on all of the things. At Jake Skelter. And I'm at DCranavelt on Twitter. Uh, and I am CaptainK17 across gaming platforms. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for us this week. Uh, so we'll be back next week with a new episode. Be sure to check out geekscape.net for a bunch of uh, PAX impressions and the like, uh, as well as five and a half hours of PAX impressions in audio form. Uh, at Geekscape Forever on Instagram, where we'll, we're posting a bunch of the cosplay photos that we took at the convention. There was a lot of really cool cosplay there. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, I think that's it. So uh, see you next week. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Yeah, 